Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to this episode. Hope you guys are feeling great. Um, Excited to talk to you. Today we're talking about training, training your staff, cross-training your staff, all things training. Um, I just love it. Uh, I'm just taking a moment to reflect before we dive into that. I'm just really present to a couple things. One, that it's really beautiful. I hear people talk about you know, this health trend, I'm getting on phones with the the phone with um, clients and prospective clients and, and just seeing how many people now are realizing that it's important to be healthy and that maybe it's become a, you know, quote unquote trend. You can say it's a trend, but I really believe that this is part of human humanity's permanent evolution of us actually getting wise and realizing that the things that we've been doing before just don't work, aren't sustainable, aren't supportive to our health. And, you know, more juice bars in the world are a reflection of humanity getting healthier. And so I just love to see that. I also love to see when we're working with clients, you know, we have a a specific client that just, just launched called Virtue. They opened in Vacaville, California. And, you know, we've been working with this client for a long time and we're, we're fortunate enough to be able to help them through pretty much every phase of their business. And it's beautiful to see you know, from the initial conversations that we have when clients are just thinking about doing it and then finally make the decision to say yes. And then, you know, however many months later they're able to open and then seeing them just do phenomenally. And this client is just, you know, blowing it out of the water with their sales and just the level of customer service and the kind of reviews that they're getting and the design, just everything was just executed so beautifully. And so I'm really present to that and just wanted to share my excitement around that. But diving into the conversation around training. Um, you know, this is very present for me right now because we're doing a lot of training for people's staff and uh, seeing that this is one of those things that we can put, potentially underestimate the value of in doing it and doing it well. And I mean, in the initial phase as well as when you're actually opening your business and you're actually operating on a regular basis. So, First and foremost, I want to talk about some specific training philosophies, and I'm going to get into, in a bit, I'm going to talk about cross-training. I'm also going to talk about, um, you know, just training your business, training your staff in your business when, you know, new hires are onboarded. But before I get into that, I want to talk about training philosophy. A lot of you are listening to these videos, or listening to these podcasts, maybe you guys have been watching the videos on YouTube. And if you haven't, I recommend that you do that. A lot of great content there as well. Uh, But it's really great to get information, insight, new new ways of seeing things. So great. And simultaneously, it's not everything. And the analogy that I like to use is it's very much like being a sports player where you're in the locker room and your coach is telling you, hey, you know, when this thing happens and the guy throws the ball this way, you're going to do this. And that's all great, but guess what? 
if you haven't spent any time on the field and you haven't spent any time maybe dribbling a basketball or kicking a soccer ball, the words are only going to get you so far. And it's important as well that you train. And you also train before it's game time, right? So what I see sometimes is unfortunately some people wait till game day to get on the field. They're not really doing much training. They're just really underestimating the impact and the importance of practice, of walking through real life scenarios in real time. And, and I say this you know, very humbly because I was also someone who didn't really understand the importance of these things. Uh, we you know, just jumped into a lot of the production that we were doing cold turkey and that was a really big mistake and it cost us a lot of money and a lot of just stress and you know, turnover and all kinds of things in the business, you know, unhappy customers, so many things. And now in my maturity and having more experience, I realized that you just, it just would not make any sense to launch a food service business without training your staff beforehand to give them not just the theoretical rhetoric around what they should be doing, but to give them the real life uh, or as close to real life experience of them making drinks, doing the production, cleaning the space, functioning in their retail roles, all of that. And so now diving into how do you actually do that? Well, what do we do with our clients? We jump into scenarios where we will have one of our team members go on site with them for three days, five days, seven days, depending on how much they need and, and, and kind of the, the complexity of the business. But during that time, we get a chance to walk through these scenarios, actually make drinks, actually run through mock customer service scenarios so that people in the staff have as close to a version of reality before it's real, right? As close as possible. And the reason that this is important is, is because a lot of moving through a kitchen is muscle memory. It's actually doing it. I can tell you, you know, the 10 steps to do something, but when you get used to doing it, it's a lot easier. You don't have to think about it. The memory's in your body and it's not something that you have to, as a mental framework, keep going over. And as you repeat anything over and over again, whether it's making a certain smoothie, you, the recipe gets ingrained in your memory and you just get that much faster at doing it and that much more specific at making sure that all the pieces are in place. And so this is why it's important to train your staff and also do soft openings and to slowly increase the scale of your production. I really don't recommend that anybody gets into launching their juice business and does a heavily marketed grand opening without training their staff, without them being trained, and then just has you know 100 people walk in the door that same day. That would be a big mistake in my perspective. It's just not mature to approach your business this way. Most likely that would just be one of the most chaotic experiences you would ever have in your life because there's so many nuances to the systems of making sure that you're running your production efficiently and consistently and maintaining quality. So many things to think about that a lot of times you have to go through the trial and error of doing it and getting it wrong and getting better and better and better before it actually works. So that's the first thing that I want to say around training philosophy, first phase training. Now talking about training your staff when they actually you know, your business maybe have, has been running for a little while, let's say six months hypothetically, and you've maybe been more or less on site, and you've been more hands-off in maybe a managerial uh, kind of role, you've been teaching the staff everything. Now what happens when you start to slowly step away from that? 
do you have the systems in place to train your staff? What we do is we create training guides for our staff members and for our clients where through a certain duration of time, usually it's about seven day period, we know that in that seven day period, this staff member should be proficient to be able to do these certain functions. It's very specific, right? And the reason this is important is a couple things. One, you wanna have consistency in your training so you have consistency in your output and outcome because if you don't, what will happen is, is you'll walk into the store and you'll say, oh, I know Bobby just got hired. I just watched him make this drink and he's not doing it right. Why is that? And then someone's gonna say, oh, well, you know, I thought that's how we did it. Or this is, you know, Johnny trained Bobby. Like, Bobby doesn't know what to do. There's just a lot of miscommunication if things aren't uh, down on paper. And there's also a lack of accountability. So this is why it's important to really have these training processes written down in a way that's really, really clear and, and checklist and even you know for each employee, knowing exactly what they got trained on, really important. The other thing is just having a level of, uh, of understanding of the capacity and proficiency of a staff member because if you know that in your business, after seven days, someone should, should have a certain level of, of aptitude or I should say functionality and this person doesn't, then maybe you're, you get a little bit more clear in their capacity to pick up on things in a certain time frame. That's why it's really important to have standards in the way that you train and standardization in the way that you train. And so that's the other thing, looking at when somebody comes in for a specific role, whether it's retail, do you have a, a you know, three to five to seven day training process for that person in the retail portion where they are learning from someone else Right, they're shadowing that person and that person then shadows them and then they get to a point where they're proficient enough to do these things on their own. That's the training process and that goes for every single role in your business. Now lastly, let's talk about cross-training. If you don't know what cross-training is, quickly, I'll just explain it. It means that someone who might be specialized in a specific function, maybe retail, maybe prep, maybe um, you know, smoothie maker, they also understand how to do other things, meaning they might know how to do inventory or they might know how to do uh, the retail role. It doesn't mean that they really spend much time in this role. They may just have the training so that they understand in a worst case scenario, someone gets sick, someone quits, you fire somebody, we don't know what happens, somebody can cover and can jump in. They may not be functioning it with 110% effectiveness, but they can, with 60-70% uh, of, of productivity and efficiency, do that role. When you have a smaller business, it's really important that you have each person in your business be a bit more versatile. And the way that I like to explain it is like this. When you're a one-man show, guess what? Or I should say one-woman show, you have to do everything because you'll, you are your entire business. And let's say you bring another staff member and there's two of you now. Now between the two of you, you guys have to do everything. And if there's three, it's the same thing, right? So the business keeps, get di keeps getting divided into more and more specialty roles as your staff gets bigger. If you're a company and you've got 10 employees, give or take, maybe 10 to 15, well, that means that between the 10 to 15 people, everyone needs to be able to, to do everything that's needed for the business to function. And so that's why cross-training is much more important in smaller companies than it is in larger businesses. As your business gets to the point where maybe you have 30, 40, 50 staff, you've got multiple locations, then you can have people specialize in specific roles because the likelihood of you running out of 30% of your staff is pretty low. But in a situation where your business is smaller, it's 
it's much higher. You know, if you have 10 people in your staff and you miss one person, that's 10% of your staff that's gone. That's a significant uh, amount. And even in a given day, because you're only going to have three to five people, you know, or I should say, yeah, five people, give or take, running through the store, depending on the volume of business that you're doing, uh, when you lose one person, it's that much more impactful. So that's why it's even more important that you cross-train people. And it doesn't mean that people have to spend a ton of time training in these other roles. It might be a day or two, right? If we have someone coming into the back of the house where they're going to be primarily prep or smoothie making, we might have them spend a day or two just training in the retail space, right? Not, not a ton of time, but they know what the role is. They know how to ring someone up if they need to. Otherwise, it's going to be you. You're going to have to keep jumping into your business, which is probably not the thing you want to do because that's not going to be the best thing for you to grow your company. It's really, really important that you keep your head above water as the business owner and you can really function, on, uh, function in a way that helps you strategize in growing the business most effectively. And so that's why we recommend you cross-train. So I hope this has been helpful in thinking about training. Overall, training is so, so, so important. I tell our clients that it might be the most important thing that we can do for anyone because of how real it is at that point. When you're training and, and you have your staff in there and your business is set up, everything up until that point is really training for training. It's the philosophy. You're really getting the hypothetical situations and scenarios, but actually seeing how you execute on the ground in real time is everything, right? Just like a sports coach, you got to, you know, we watch our client staff actually do things and give them direct feedback. That's everything, not philosophically, how would it go, but how are you actually doing it? And getting the practice and doing that in a way that's low pressure and prepares you for game day, as we should say, which would be your soft opening and your grand opening. So if that's something that you guys want support with, reach out to us. You can reach me personally at andrew at starterjuicebar.com. Let me know that you want to talk about training your staff. Um, but overall, just know that it's so important to really invest the time. I know it's going to cost a little bit of money in your product. You're going to have to pay for your staff to be there to train, but trust me, it will be worth it. They will be that much more prepared. Your reviews will be better. Your customer retention will be better. Everything will flow better. So make that investment up front because in the long run, you will be grateful and happy that you did. And so, uh, yeah, wishing you guys a lot of success, a lot of health, a lot of happiness. This is Andrew McFarlane with the Juice Bar Expert Podcast, and we'll see you guys at the next one. Take care.